Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Hagiga has been dedicated in memory of Hacham Raful Muhaddeb Ben Garaz and Marie Muhaddeb Bat Jamile. Ruah Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Elion Amen. Dedicated by Dr. Isaac and Lily Mahade Vashem Ishmirem Vahayem Amen. Daf Tet Bab. Today's Daf is being studied by Ayun Shmat Abraham Ben Esther. Ruah Hashem Tenichem Began Aden Amen. Today's Daf is being studied by Ayun Shmat Amiruham Shinatar Bekitsur Yamim Vishanim Azra Ben Tune Mazal. Ruah Hashem Tenichem Began Aden Uzil Shmatom Serura Besora Hayim. Amen. Amen. We begin today's daf on Yudalid Amudshini. And we start on the two lines from the bottom. <coughs> Just as an introduction to this uh, question that the Gemara is going to ask, we know that a Kohen Gadol is only allowed to marry a Betula. Like the Pasuk says in Parashat Emor, Vehu Isha Biftulea Yikah. So the question is, what does a betula mean? That obviously she was not be'ula. She never had relations. Once she has relations already, she's not considered a betula anymore. At least that's what we assume. Now a be'ula is forbidden to a Kohen Gadol. So the Gebra says, Sha'alu et ben Zoma, betula she'ibra. You have a betula she'ibra, that she got pregnant. Mao le Kohen Gadol. Is she permissible to a Kohen Gadol? Well, Chaura, what's the question? She got pregnant. How could she be a Betula? So the Gemara says, Mi Haishinan le Dishmuel. Do we suspect to a practice of Shemuel, which is what? The Amar Shemuel, Yachol ani libol kama be'ilot belodam. Shmuel had an expertise called Hataya, where he was able to have several Be'ilot, even though the girl was a Betula, but without breaking the Betulim, without uh, causing her to see Dam. So in that case over there, it's possible for the lady to be a Betula, but also she still can be pregnant. Now, if, that, if that's the case over there, she's going to be asura to a Kohen Gadol. She, even though you believe her, but she says she's a Betula. You say, yeah, she's a Betula. She's not lying. But she, if you're going to hoshesh to Shemuel, such a type of Betula is asur to a Kohen, because she has an issue of, uh, she's a Be'ula. Or maybe we'll say that really Shemuel, his practice is not so prevalent. If he knew how to uh, do such a thing called Hataya, it means not everybody is expert at this over here. Amar lehu d'shmuel lo shchicha. We say Shmuel's practice is not prevalent, and therefore, it's a, if his practice is not prevalent, how did she become pregnant then? You're telling me that hataya, most people don't know how to do. That means if a person is going to have a relation, it's going to break the betulin. And Shmuel was uh, special. Not everybody knows his practice. So therefore, this lady over here, she's claiming she's a betula. And she's uh, pregnant. How did she get pregnant then? So the Gemara says, "Ve'haishinan sheme be'ambati ibra." That maybe she got pregnant from a bath. 
which means could be there was a man that was in a bath, and some of the zera from the man went into the waters, and then the lady went into the bath afterwards, and that zera went into the lady and got her pregnant. So she's probably possible for her to get pregnant without a bi'ah. And she's still remaining a betula. Now such a betula would be permissible to a Kohen Gadol. Because really she is a betula. She's not a bi'ula. She does not have a relation. Now, this is Kenyan of the Ambati. The Poskim discuss over here, all halachic discussions over here, uh, does one fulfill Peru Urvu in such a case? Is the father that had the Zera in the bed fulfill Peru Urvu? The stories of uh, of uh, Mamzerim, if it was Eshetish, and things like this, but all the posts can discuss it. Ben Sirah, who was actually the son of Yirmiyah the prophet, was born through Ambati. That's the uh, classic case when they say Ben Sirah. Uh, I mean, Yirmiyah's uh, wife was in the Abati, and uh, the Zera went in, and then uh, that's how uh, she uh, she conceived to uh, Ben Sira. In any event, we see over here that it's possible for her to be uh, pregnant and still be a betula. In this case, she'd be permissible to a Kohen Gadol. So the Gemara asks the question: Ve'amar Shemuel, Kol Shechvat Zera She'en Ayureka Ha'etzeno Mazrat. We have a rule that any zera that does not uh, shoot like an arrow does not have the ability to be mazria to make the la- to make the lady pregnant, and therefore this is not shooting like an arrow; it's floating in the water. If it came from the man directly, says but shake it over here, but I'm back, lady get pregnant. The zera is just floating, it's not yurek ha'etz. So the Gemara answers, When we say yurek ha'etz, we mean when it came out of the man. Even though now it's in the water, since it came out of the man and it was yurek ha'etz, so then already it has the ability to fertilize even afterwards. Which means it's possible that the zera can come out of the man, it's not yurek ha'etz. And therefore such zera is impotent. It does not have the ability to be mazliyah. But so long as it came out of the man in a way of yurekahetz, so now already he lost in the water now. But this is considered potent, and therefore it's able to be uh, fertilized the lady. Now, there's different ways of understanding the question that there is ben zoma. So let's just read the Rashi for a second. Betula she'ibra ma'ulikuhen gadol. What's the she'ilai exactly? Vi'omeret shim si'ula betulim. Uh, that's the case, which means she's claiming I'm a betula. So the question is, do you believe her? That she's on the Amud Bet. The question is, do you believe her? Well, that she's claiming she's a bet, she's a betula and she wants to marry a Kohen Gadol. Iname, Kohen Gadol Nasa. Or the case is, the Kohen Gadol actually got married. And uh, he didn't know she's Me'uberet. Umatsala betulin. And he finds that she has betulin. The question is, can he keep her? Wow. So the question is that they asked the Ben Zomayel. The Kohen Gadol got married, and uh, he's assumed that uh, she's a betula, and she was a betula, but she's pregnant, so he doesn't know what's going on over here. Am I allowed to keep her, or do I have to get rid of her? So if you're Hoshesh for Shemuel, you got to get rid of her. Because that means she had Be'ula, she was had Be'ah, but what, with Hataya, and uh, therefore she got pregnant, and uh, therefore she's not a betula anymore. Mm-hmm. But once you say that she was not Shiach, so the boy say yes, she's still a betula, but she got pregnant, bambati. 
Nabati, she's not a Be'olah, therefore she be permissible for the Kohen Gadol. So to that Ben Zoma said, Shemuel's not Shkihan, I should not Shema Be'ambati, if Abraham, therefore she would be permissible. Tanu Rabbanam. We have a Braita. Ma'aseb Rabbi Yoshua ben Hanania, Shaya Omed al-Gav Ma'ala be'arabayit. He was standing on one of the steps, the upper steps of Harabayit. Vera'au ben Zoma, ben Zoma walked by, Amad he did not stop to say, hello, good morning to Rabbi Yoshua, kept on walking by him. So Amar lo me'ayin ul'ayin ben Zoma. So Rabbi Yoshua stops him. And says, where are you coming from? Which is, what are you pondering that you did not see me, that you walked right by me and you did not greet me? Where are you coming from? What are you lost in thought? And some explain, he was giving him Musaf. He says, Which means, what do you mean, you have gava? You don't say hello to someone that you walk by? Where, where are you going? No way. Who are you going to be responsible for your actions over here? So therefore, he was giving him Musab. So he says, No, no. I was pondering a subject of Ma'asib Rishit the upper waters and the lower waters. We know there's waters above the Rakiya, right? Above the Shamayim. And there's waters beneath the Shemaim. So I was pondering that subject. And he said, I came to the conclusion that between the upper waters and the lower waters, there's only a difference between three etzbaot separating them. She said, the Shemaim, between the waters, small amount, three etzbaot. It says in Biriyat Ha'olam, that the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So he says, what do you mean hovering over the waters? Like a yonah, like a dove that uh, flutters its wings over its children. But doesn't touch it. Which is a very small, uh, small distance uh, between. So, uh, which means, he wanted to explain that it's a three edge difference between the, the waters. This is the way I understood. It says, So it comes to the and says, So Rabbi Yeshua, when he heard this pshat, he tells the students, Ben Zoma is still outside. Meaning, he's still out of his mind. If you remember, we learned that when Ben Zoma went up to the Pardes, so he got negatively affected. It says, Ben Zoma, his seats, he became uh, Nifka, he lost his mind. So from such an interpretation, he said, uh, he's still out. Mechti, let's analyze. This story where it says that the Spirit of God was hovering over the water, what day was that on? That was on day one. But the separation of the upper waters and the lower waters didn't happen until... The second day. So what are you bringing a ayah? Because the difference between the upper waters and the lower waters from a pasuk that's written on the first day before the Avdalah was Somebody said such a, such a pasuk shows that he's still not, uh, he's still not balanced. How can he say such a thing? 
So he comes along and says, Vikama. Oh, now what's the real shi'ur between the upper waters and the lower waters? Amar of Ahabri Yaakov, Kimlo Nima. Hair's breadth. Verabanana Amre, Kiguda de Gamla. Guda de Gamla would be like the the planks of a bridge. The planks of a bridge are placed flush next to each other. So there's a little space next to each plank. It's another way of saying a small shi'u. That she says, Kishim is Sadirin, Luhin Shil Gesher, Zu Etzel Zu. It's impossible. There's not going to be a little space in between. He gives a different shi'ud. Like take two gilimeh, two robes, and spread them over each other. So they're resting on top of each other. But there's a little space. They don't sit exactly flush on top of each other. There's a little space between the lower gilima and the gilima that you spread over it. That's the shoot between my mi'alirim to my tahtonim. Ve'amri la kitre Like two cups that are stuck one over the other. You need to take two uh, cups and you put one over the other one. And therefore, they're not touching because one is in the other one, but there's a little space in between. So that's the shi'ur of Ben Ma'im, Elyonim and Ma'im Tahtunim. Comes the Gamaran says, Ahir Kitsets Benetiot. Now we get to the story of Ahir. One of the four rabbis that went up to the Pardes was Elisha bin Abuya. So it says that when he went up, he was chopped down the trees. Which is another way of saying is, he saw certain things and he reacted to them, and because of that he went off the path. He took the things that he saw and he destroyed them. Which means he used them to go off the derech. On him the pasuk says, Don't let your mouth cause your body to be punished. Which means because he said certain things, and eventually because of the reaction that he said that causes uh, himself to get uh, punished which means be careful on what you say so you don't uh, you don't get yourself uh, in trouble so the Gemara says what happened Mai Haza Memtet Haim Vital says this is the name of one of the angels and we're not allowed to say the name he says that's why we read it Memtet that's, but that's the name of a very, very significant malach. That God gives this angel permission. Let's see the Gota One hour of the day. to sit. So he saw the angel sitting and writing all the zikriyot of Klai Israel, like a secretary, a scribe. Documenting all the zikriyot of Klai Israel, But when he saw an angel sitting in front of a Kadosh Baruch Hu, he couldn't uh, process that information so good. Why? Amar Gemira, we have a tradition. Delemarla, lo ave, lo yeshiva, velo tahrut, velo oref, velo ipui. There's no sitting, there's no competition. There's no backs, which is the angel, they have no backs, so they, they, their face is on all sides. There's no tiredness, there's no weariness. 
לשון עייפות. עייפות. weariness. שמא חס ושלום בית רשויות הן. maybe חס ושלום זה שתי רשויות. because he sees uh, somebody sitting. So maybe there's another God, Chas V'Shalom. Maybe there's so, so they already just caused them to to question the oneness of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So what did they do in the Shamaim as a result of this? Afku the Memtet. So they took Memtet out. Umachyuhu shitin pulse denura, and they lashed him with sixty lashes of fire. They gave him Malkut, but fiery Malkut. Why? What's his punishment? How come when you saw Elisha, you didn't stand up for him? Which means in the Shamaim, they held Memtet a little responsible, because Elisha is not going to understand why you're sinning. So therefore you should have stood up in order that he should know that you're not a deity. Why are you sitting? That's not for him to understand. So therefore, at least to protect him so he doesn't make the mistake that he did, you should have stood up. And furthermore, that's why they lashed him in order to show Elisha that he's not a deity. That he's also under the subject of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Mephashim explained why Dafka 60 lashes. So they say because on this world, a person is not Hayab Malkut until he reaches the age of 13. And how many sets of Malkut do they give a person? They give him three sets of 13, according to his age. So 13 times 3 is 39. In Shamayim, they don't punish until 20. And therefore, if you're giving the same formula, three sets of 20, so therefore it would be 60. So therefore, in the Shamaim, the Malkut is 60. Now why three sets? Keneged, Het, Avon, and Pesha. To be on the three different degrees that a person can sin. And to be on the three levels of a Neshama, Nefesh, Ruach, and Shama, that are also defiled at the time of sin. Hence the three times. The Mefarshim say over here, it's nice Kedush, that... We learned in another Gemara, Shem'ona Amsoni, he made a derasha that all the Eitz in the Torah, he came to give a Hadush what they're coming for. When he got to the Pasuk of Eitz Hashem he abstained. He said, oh, who, who could the Eitz coming to include? Who do you have to fear besides HaKadosh Baruch Hu? So then, Akiva, the darash that yes, the fear has to include not only God, but Tabidi Akamim. So the Nefashim Abidik Achebara Biakiva. Until it came to the Biakiva. What came to the Biakiva? So someone has said this episode. Until this episode where the Biakiva went up to the Pardes and he saw Kadosh Baruch Hu tell Memtet to stand up for Elishab bin Avuya. So he said, Etarabot Tabidi Akamim. He said, even the Malachim have to stand up for Kadosh Baruch Hu. So the inspiration of Rabbi Akiva's Dirashah, until this episode of the Pardes came, where Memtet was forced by God to stand up out of Kavod for the Tabidi Hakamim. That is actually said by Rav Hida in his Sefer Petah Ainayim. Comes the Gemara continues.
Nitya'iva le-reshuta. So God gave Memtet permission. Memhaq zikhvata ve-akhir. To erase the zikhuyot of Akhir. So at that point over there, Akhir went off. And therefore, uh, his zikhuyot were now taken away from him. Yatsta batkol ve-amra. A heavenly voice came out and said, Shuvu banim shovavim. Chutz me'achir. Because everybody can make teshuvah, everybody has the ability to return, except for achir. This is if God uh, was now taking away the ability for Elisha to make teshuvah. Now the Ayun Yaakov says, I'm reading, Av she'en nekadavar shomer b'fnat teshuvah, even though nothing stands in front of teshuvah, מכל מקום, כיוון שידה והיה מכוון למרוד, it is a different situation. He knew God, and his kavana, he did it intentionally to rebel. So he said, אינו בכלל שאר בעלי תשובה שנקראים בנים אחר תשובתם, והבעלי תן מסייעים לו. which means here, Elisha lost the si'ata d'shmaya to make teshuvah. Everybody can still make teshuvah, but normally God will help a person come around to make teshuvah. Here, Borelam was saying, you're on your own. Shuvah banim shuvah, everybody can make teshuvah. Chutz Elisha, except for Achel, which means you're not going to get any divine assistance in the teshuvah process. That says, Chutz Achel, there are different reasons why they called Elisha ben Avuya Achel. So, Rabbeinu Nesim Gaon writes, "Hataram shenekla acher lefisheshav laachorav," because he went backwards, right? From becoming a religious man, he went the other way. So they call him acher minashon behind. That other acher is behind. He went in reverse. Others explain that we're going to see that he worshipped Avodah Zarah, or he was mechalel Shabbat. And anybody that's mechalel Shabbat, it's like you're over Avodah Zarah. And Avodah Zarah is called Elohim Acherim. So therefore the one that was Mahal Shabbat that's tantamata Avodah Zarah is called Acher. And we'll see another reason as well as we go further in the Gemara. So the Gemara says, Amar, Ho'il ve'itrid, since already I have been uh, thrown out, I've been banished from Olam, from, from Teshuvah, because he heard that voice. He misunderstood the voice. He should have understood the voice to mean that it's a test to him. <laughs> that he's not going to get siyat al-Tashubah, but if he wants to make the shuvah, he can still make it. Like the one of the rabbis said, the Rasha on this, it says in the Gemara that, Kol ma sheomer lecha ba'alabayit aseh. Chutz miseh. And whatever the ba'alabayit tells you to do when you're a guest, aseh. Even if it's beneath your dignity, if he tells you to do something, you do it. Unless he tells you to get out. Then already, you don't have to listen. So the Mephashim explained, who's the Baal The Baal is the Kadosh Baruch Hu. So call Mephashim and the Baal Abayit, you have to listen. Unless you hear from the Baal Abayit, Bebolam says, He tells you that you cannot make the Shuvah, unless you don't have to listen. In this case over here, Elisha should have known this was a test for him in order to overcome it, to make the Teshuvah. Everybody has their test in order to make the Teshuvah. Now this was his test. He failed it. 
Because he says, Since already I've been banished from that world. Listen, I might as well go enjoy myself in this world. So he went out to bed, bed culture. He went, he found the zona. So he solicited her. Amra so she says, Velav Elisha bin Abuyat. What do you mean? She recognized, why aren't you the great rabbi, Elisha bin Abuyat? So to show that he wasn't Elisha bin Abuyat, it was on Shabbat this case, Akar Fuglam Mishrab Shabbat. He went and he uprooted a radish from the field on Shabbat. In order to show her, well, if I'm Elisha, it's going to be Mahalil Shabbat. And he gave it to her. Amra Akhirhu. Must be somebody else. So that's another reason why they call him Akhir. Because that's what the Zona told him that you must be somebody else. You're going to pull out a radish on Shabbat. So I must be mis- uh, misinterpreting you for somebody else. So the Gibbara says, Sha'al Akhir et Rabbi Meir la Khar Shiat Salatabutra'a. Rabbi Meir was one of the Talmidim. So after he went off the path, Akher asked Rabbi Meir the following, uh, the following question. He was a student. Rabbi Meir was a student of Akher. But Akher asked Rabbi Meir the student. And he asked him the following question. Correct. Again, the glass should have had my hair. He was a student before this happened, Rabbi? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Gam et ze le umad ze asa elohim. Pasuk says that God made everything uh, parallel to each other. The parallel forces in the world. Ze le umad ze. Amar lo, so Rabbi Meir says, Kol ma'ashabarakas baruchu, barak enigdo. Everything God created, He created the opposite. Something against it. Baraharim, baragivahot. He created mountains. So what's the parallel to the mountains? The opposite of the mountains? Baragivahot. That's the hills. Barayamim, baranarot. Yamim is the big, let's say, oceans or rivers. And baranarot is the smaller bodies of water. So he was learning it, Zeil Umad is talking about similar things, but a big one, small one. But Zeil Umad is talking about the same item. He didn't want to learn it's talking about things that are totally opposite from each other. He wanted to learn on things that are similar, but just different uh, degrees. Amar lo, so Ahir says, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbecha, lo Amar kach. He says, Rabbi Akiva, you're a rabbi. The primary rabbi of Rabbi Meir was Rabbi Akiva. Did not explain like that. Ela bara sadikim bara rishaim. He learned its opposites. Zeil umad zeh. God created good people. He created bad people. Bara gan eden bara ginnam. Again, opposites. Kol echad veechad yesh lo bet chalakim. And everybody in this world has two portions. Echad be gan eden veechad be ginnam. Everybody starts off. You have two portions. If you're zakhet to be a sadiq, natal hilko, you're going to get your hilik, vehilik havero begana'idin. And you're going to get your friend's hilik also begana'idin that lost it. 
Nitchayev Rasha, a person's Rasha, Natal Chilko, he's going to get his Chilik, the Chilik Havero, the Gehinam. And he's going to get a Chilik of his friend in Gehinam. Now, what's the explanation of this? Why should that be so? The explanation is when a Sadiq is doing good things, his Kiddushah brings a Kiddushah into the world that causes others to do good. Which means the positive influence of a tzaddik's deeds influences positively the rest of the world. So therefore he deserves not only to get his chalik and gana'edin, but he gets a piece of everybody else's chalik and gana'edin for his inspiration that he did for them. The rasha is the same thing. So his haverot, he brings himself down and the world down with him and therefore makes it easier for others to commit sin. And therefore he's notel chalko, and he's also notel chalik haverot. And that's why, that's why the Zele Umat Zeh, Asalu, that's the way the Beta Levi explains this Anyan. The Sefer called Ta'abali Ainaim explains, Shrabi Akiva Bali Orel. Rabbi Akiva came to point out, Shemachal Shubarak Kados Barakut Saddikim Vigam Rishaim. Man, he created good and bad people. Barak, Kamkin, Ganaidim, Ganam, Ulkholi Hadish, Halik, Ganaidim, Ganam. Everybody has a Halik in both. Depends which, which part's going to be our place. Vim Zoke Adam, Notishne Halakim, Ganaidin. Vim Eno Zoke, Notishne Halakim, Ganam. Kim Loayam, Mechina Kados Barakud, Adam, like Halik, Ehad. If let's say God in the beginning would just give a person, he would get. Gan'edin. Or prepared for Mechalik and Gan'edin. And this person would get just a Chalik in Gainam. So he says, Hayat to'ina rasha, shikadosh baruchu, gazar alav liyot rasha, bachinolo Gainam, mitrata yisira. But it wouldn't be fair. The rasha could say, listen, I was doomed from the beginning. I didn't have a chance. I didn't have a chance. God already had my Chalik and Gainam prepared from the beginning. And the Sadiq would say, also, it was automatic. And therefore, what does Borei Olam do? So Rasha cannot have a claim. Everybody has equal share. You didn't go to Ganaedin or Ganam. It's up to you to decide which chilek you wanna you wanna inherit, you wanna take. Now, if you're gonna get your chilek in Ganam, so we have a free chilek in Ganaedin available. So that goes to the tzaddik. The tzaddik will get it back. And that's why we say in the tefillah, then we say, Vesim Halkenu Mahim. What do we mean to say? Sim Halkenu Mahim. Give our Halik to them. Mahim, with them. Put our Halik with them. So someone say that. Someone, if a person, let's say, loses his Halik temporarily because he's committing Averot. So we say, at least give it to these great Sadiqim over here that'll give it back to us when we make the Shurah. Because the great Sadiqim, they fulfill the Pasuk Sunim Atanot They don't want to take anything that doesn't belong to them. So then, if temporarily we lost our chalik, at least give it to the tzaddikim that are from this level that are going to return it back to us in order that they shouldn't have hana'ah from something that's not theirs. In any event, comes the... Comes the Gemara and continues. Arav Meshar where do we know this from the Pesukim that the Sadiqim are going to get theirs and their friends and the Rishayim are going to get theirs and others they're going to inherit double that their their shever, their brokenness is going to be Double. She's going to inherit double shevet, double gain now. 
שאל אחר את רבי מאיר לאחר שיצר תרבות רעה. אחר אסת רבי מאיר, another question, after he went out already to תרבות רעה. מי דכתיב, what does it mean when it says in the פסוק, לא יערכנה זהב וזכוכית ותמורתה כליפז. It's a פסוק in איוב. Which means, this פסוק is actually a reference to Torah. Lo ya'archenna, you cannot evaluate the Torah to gold or fine glass. Or kelipaz, that's precious kelim. Amar lo elu devre Torah. He told him this is a reference to devre Torah. Shekashin leknotan kechlizav uchlipaz. They're very difficult to acquire it, like gold and precious jewels. Because uh, these are expensive items, it's very difficult to come about it and acquire them. They're rare as well. However, But you could lose it. One second, like glass. Glass falls on the floor, chatters, so it's over. So he was giving a remez to Elisha. Then look what this is what happened to you. You already was okay to become the great Tana Elisha ben Abuya. But look, in one second, you lost it. אמר לא רבי עקיבא רבך לא אמר כך. זאת אומרת רבי עקיבא דין אקשמיין לייקטאט. אלא מה כניסה וכלי זכוכי. אף על פי שנשברו יש להם תקנה. אי כלי זהב וכלי זכוכית. אם הם יכולים להתחילם, אז יש להם תקנה. אז אלישע כבר אמר משהו שלא He says, not so, he says, just like you can fix a broken keli, so Tamir Achadar also went sour, he's also, he's able to be fixed. Mm-hmm. Ah, so when, once the Bimir heard that Elisha already said such a type of Devre Torah, Amar lo af ata hazor becha. Okay, so make the Shuvah, already here you listen to what you're saying. You're already giving a derasha from Rabbi Akiva, so there's, there's hope for you. Amar lo... Already I heard from behind the pargod that's behind the curtain of the Kodesh. Which is already, I'm out. I heard already that I cannot have, I don't have a takana. Uh, so therefore, uh, I, have no, uh, I have no choice. So comes the Gemara and says, Tanu Rabbanan ma'aseh be'acher. Shaya rochev ala sus be'shabbat. He was riding on Shabbat on a horse. So the Bimeir was learning Torah from his mouth of Ahir. He was following him. Of course, the Bimeir was on foot. And he was following Elisha. And he was giving him the Torah on the horse on Shabbat. Amar lo Meir, hazol le'acharecha. He says, Meir, go back. Shekevar shi'arti be'agre susi ad kan t'chum Shabbat. He said, listen, we know you're not allowed to go more than 2,000 Abma outside the Tchum. He says, I calculated by the footsteps of my horse, already you're at the Tchum, so therefore, you already have to go back. So the Maharsha says that if anybody would know when the Tchum ends, it's going to be Mihir. Because Tchum Shabbat doesn't go after the feet of the horse. Tchum Shabbat goes after the Adam, goes after the feet of the person. So for sure the Bimir would have known already if the Tchum Shabbat came out of the Elisha who was calculating with the horse uh, steps. So the Mahasha wants to explain over here Elisha said it in a derision, in a deriding way. 
religious guys, already. You know, go home. He did it facetiously to him just in order to, to get rid of him. The Melechet Shalomo says different interpretation. He says, Mikan you see the difference between the Tamir Hakam that went up or Amaris from the beginning. Even in Elisha's state that he was, he didn't want Rabbi Meir to commit a sin. He said, listen, you still have these laws over here, that therefore he, he gave him a, a good uh, piece of advice. So he writes, in Mishnayot Perkei Avot, we have a Mishnah, in Elisha ben Abuyah. How can we quote it in Asha? His explanation is no, because you see he had a little goodness in him. He did stop Rabbi Meir from committing uh, the Yisur of Tom Shabbat, so therefore uh, he, uh, he told him. So I saw one of them, if I should bring down, what, Rabbi Meir doesn't know it's Tom Shabbat? So he writes over here that according to, in the Sefer Derech uh, Avot, he says, He said, I know it's from Shabbat. But this is over here. We have to make him bring it back to the Shuvah. So he wasn't interested in the Tchum. So therefore, the Bimir kept on uh, walking. So I had to stop him in order to, to tell him. But the Bimir held that this was indeed considered Pikuach uh, Nefesh. So comes the Gemara and says, Oh. So again, Rabbi Meir took advantage of the situation here. Elisha told him, Hazor Becha. So Rabbi Meir tells him, Afatah Hazor Becha. You also uh, return. Also make the Shuvah. Didn't I tell you already, I heard that there's no hope, I cannot make the Shuvah. Takfeh. So he grabbed him. This is Elisha. Uh, and he took him into the Bet Midrash. So he tells the uh, the Yinukan, Take the pasuk that was quoted as a very serious uh, omen or a sign from Shamayim. So Ahir tells the kid that he sees Psukli Pesukha. Amar lo en shalom amar ashehem narshaim. Pasuk says there's no peace. God says to the narshaim. I lay the bed in the shadi. So I went to another bed Knesset. Amar lo yinuka Psukli Pesukha. Say me what pasuk. Amar lo ki im techemesi baneter. That even if you wash yourself with nether, it's a type of detergent, and you put your, you clean yourself with soap, finish, your sin is a stain. It's a nechtam, it's a ketem. So he tells him, Ve'at shadur, which means the Pazook is saying, and you, thief, you're dressing yourself up with fancy clothes, with jewelry, with makeup, 
You're dressing yourself up for nothing already. You're abominable in the eyes of God. Which means you You think now that you can adorn yourself? There's no hope for you. It's a waste of time. So basically he's getting the same message over and over. He took him to 13 synagogues. He wanted to change Akhir to make him Ihad, to make him believe in one God. So they took him to 13 synagogues. They all quoted him Pesukim in the symbol of Ashen. He explained it in a bad way, all these Pesukim. The Batras, he went into the last one, Amarle Psukli Pesukha. So he tells the kid, Tell me your Pesuk. Amarle Ulrasha Amar Elohim, Malecha Lesaper Hukai. God tells the Rasha, What are you speaking my uh, statutes? What are you studying Torah? That child, he had like a uh, speech impediment, so he mumbled a little when he read. When he said Ul Rasha, he said it like Ul Elisha. It sounded like he said Ul Elisha. So he's telling him, and God told Elisha, Some say Sakina Ababahade, that he had a knife in his hand, this Elisha. And some say he cut him up and sent him. The 13 synagogues. The Benish Haizah says, he didn't cut up the, chi- the kid, he cut up the book. He was reading from a Sefer. He's coming from a Sefer Tehilim. So he took the Sefer Tehilim that he was reading, and he cut the Sefer into 13 parts, and he sent it to all the synagogues to try to tell them, don't talk to me anymore about uh, Teshuvah. You see already, it's documented in the Tehilim, and he read this Pasuk to me, and therefore leave me alone. Comes the Gemara continues. Ve'ika da'amri amar ihavai biyadi sakina havakarin under. He says, if I had a knife in my hand, I'd cut him up. Now the explanation over here is why did he get so um, upset uh, at the last kid? Because Elisha always held that even though he committed avon, but the Torah will always protect him because it says the Torah is magna umatzla. So he felt that the Torah that he learned, and he still learned Torah, you see, he was teaching the Bimeir. So he felt that at least he has zikhut with the Torah that he's learning. So then when the last one told him, your Torah's worthless, so that already he got upset. Which means now you tell me the Torah is not going to protect me and it's worth, it doesn't count of anything. So that's why he went and did what he did. So comes the Gemara and says, Kinaq nafsheh akhir. Now he died. So look what happens here. Amre, now in Shamayim, they had a quandary. What do they do with this guy? Lo medan We cannot put him in Gainam. Velo Nor can we bring him into Alamabba. Lo because bottom line, he learned Torah. And the Torah, bottom line, protects a person. So therefore, he was in limbo. He couldn't be brought anywhere. So comes the Gemara and says, Amar Bimi'ir, Mutab de Lidayne, Vilite, Lalmad de Ate. 
Better, let's get him into Gehinam at least, to start the process. And if I can get him into Gehinam, it'll get Kapara for his sins. Then already he'll be cleaned up and he can go to Ganaiden. Matai Amut, so the Bible says, when I die, Ve'ele Ashan Mekivro. You'll see smoke will start coming out of the grave of Elisha. Which means that'll be an indication that I pulled strings in Shamayim to get him into Gehinam. Once he gets to Gehinam, so however long the process is, but then they're ready, like I said, the process began and he gets to Ganaiden. Right, a uh, band of smoke, a pillar of smoke, came from the cave of the Ahir. So Amar Ibn Yuhanan, so Ibn Yuhanan comes along and says, wow, Is that a greatness to burn your rabbi, to put him into Gehinam? Which means he was saying over here, there's a problem over here of Marit Ayin. doesn't look good. Nobody's going to see that the Bimir did it to bring him into Ganeiden. All they see is smoke coming out of the kever. It looks like the Bimir put his rabbi in Gehinam. So this is not a good thing. He said, There was one man amongst us, which is Ahir. No, we can, we can, no one can save this man. If I will pull him out of Gehinam with my hand, Rabbi Anan says, Man mirmele. Who's gonna Who's gonna take him away from me? Man mirmele man. Who's gonna take away from me? Rabbi Anan was saying, I'm gonna go up when I die. I go to Gehinam. Pull him out. Who's gonna stop me? Amar matay amut. You'll see when I die. You'll see the fire, the smoke is going to stop. That'll be an indication that I brought him into Gan Eden. Kinach nafshed Rabbi Yochanan, pasak kutra mikivre da'achir. Already the smoke stopped from the cavern of Achir. Patah alehu safdana. So the eulogizer at Rabbi Yochanan's funeral got up and said, Afilu shomer petah lo amad lefanecha rabbeinu. Even the gate watcher of Gehinam, could not stand in front of you, Rabbeinu. He went into Gehinam, he pulled them out, and nobody was able to tell the Yohanan otherwise. So the Mepharshim, they say over here, it's written in Sefer Koch Be'or. So you make the calculation, Shri's Rabbi Yohanan will live 150 years later. That means Elisha bin Abuya was burning in Gehenna for 150 years. Until Rabbi Yohanan came along and extricated him. So he writes over here, V'chol azman azeh haya yotzeh ashan me'eshel Gehenna me'kivro. V'akol haya kedai lo. Ach verak. It's all worth it. 150 years of Gehinam to eventually end up in the paradise of Olam Abba. From here we can learn Musara scale. It's worth it for a person to endure great Yisurim. Even in the lowest depths of Gehinam, Shalim 
on Shoyan Nimshach Otsman Rav. Rabbi Yohanan didn't take him out. Who knows how much longer Elisha would have remained in that situation. Vakol Kedel Kabel Tatoba Sefuya Baolam Abba Umizen Ukhalavin Magod Laiduna Gadosh Haya Alam Abba Shilamana Kedail Zbol Yisrim Kashim Umarim Bemkeshon Meshim Rabod Kolka. It's Kedai, he's saying. All the suffering to know how great that place is called Olam Abba. The Gebara says, Kinach Nafshed, the Rabbi Yohanan. Okay, we did that. Comes Gebara and says, Bito Shel Acher, the daughter of Acher. Atya Likameh Dirbi, the daughter of Acher came in front of Rabbi Nuakadosh. Amra Le Rabbi Parnaseni. Rabbi, give me Parnasa. Amr La Batmiat. Who are you? Who's your father? Amra lo bitosh shil ahir ani. I'm the daughter of ahir. Amar amar la adayin yesh mizarob ba'ula. Well, he still has living descendants in this world. Ve'aketiv lo nin lo velo neched ba'amo ve'en sarid b'mgurav. So the pasuk says that the one that goes against Borei Olam is not going to have any child, any grandchildren, any descendants from his family in, in, in the nation. Rabbi, remember his Torah that he learned. Don't remember his deeds. Fire came down from the heaven and burnt the bench that Abi was sitting on. So Abi started to cry. He said that was a punishment. If this is what the Torah does, the people that are mitganeba that went off the path, that became... Uh, uh, huh? Right, that became... Uh, disgrace the Torah. And look at the Torah protects them. Uh, the ones that become good from the Torah. Or the more so how much the Torah is going to protect them. So the Mepharshim say over here, Mikan Raya. Even if Rasha that studies Torah, the Torah that he studied when he was uh, good, his Torah is still not despised. And she wanted Alakhir <laughs> How did the Bimi learn Torah from the mouth of Akhir? Which means the one that you learn Torah from, the Kohen, which is the one that teaches Torah. You should seek Torah from him, because he is like a Malach. So the Gebra says, if the rabbi, if the rab is domet to a malach, yibakshu Torah mepiu. Then seek Torah from his mouth. Vim lav al yibakshu Torah mepiu. So therefore, by no means Elisha was no malach, and therefore how did the bimir go and uh, learn Torah from him? Amar shlakish the bimir kra eshkap v'darash. The bimir found the pasuk 
אני מזדולשת. את אוזנך ושמע דברי חכמים ולבך תשית לדעתי. את אוזנך, turn your ears ושמע דברי חכמים, listen to the words of the חכמים, but in your heart make sure you listen to me, to my opinions, which means get the דברי תורה But when it comes to the philosophy, and it comes to the shitot, and all the stuff that's not good, make sure your heart remains loyal to my thinking. Lidatam, no neymar. Don't adopt the da'at of the hakamim that are off. Ela lidati. So that's one pasuk. Rav Hanina amar v'acha. Shem'i ba'at u'ri v'ati oznech v'shekhi amech u'bet abich. Which is the pasuk says... That Shem'i Bat Uri, go learn and study at the Oznech, but forget my people and your father's house. Which means, learn certain things and other things, forget. Which means, take the good and uh, forget the bad. So then we had the Pesukim over here, that, uh, that she, the way he explains it is, Hati Oznech L'Shmoa V'et Ma'asev Shekhi. Which means, learn the Torah and forget their deeds. Don't learn their uh, their ways. The bottom line of the Gemara We have a contradiction in Pesukim. One Pesuk says that the rabbi has to be domel malach Hashem sevaot. And if he's not a malach, don't learn from him. And we have other Pesukim that say, no, you can learn from him, just uh, forget the bad stuff. Make up your mind. Quran says, like Kashia. Have a gadol, have a katan. It depends. As she says, which means if a person is a gadol, meaning what? He has chokhmah, uh, and therefore he's able to protect himself between from the bad stuff, he's already able to go and learn by somebody that went off. But a katan, nah, nah, from Rashi, it's mashma, it's talking about age. Gadol, meaning he's old, he's an older person that's uh, mature. And a katan is a child. A child can differentiate. Other Rishonim, no, no, no. Gadol means Gadol bechokhmah. Mm-hmm. And katan means katan bechokhmah. Doesn't matter how, he can be 60 years old, he can still be a katan. If he doesn't have the uh, proper uh, understanding. So the Tosafot comes along over and says, Be'ad resh parik matra de mu'id katan. We know the Masikhat mu'id katan. There was a certain rabbi, Davu Sanu Shum'ane. Right? He had bad rumors going on him. The Shamter of Yehuda. So if you would not put him in Hiram, what do you put him in Hiram for? You're just saying, well, you can learn from a rabbi that went off the path. So they, they, they should have kept on uh, letting him teach. Mm. According to this Gemara, and we're talking about the rabbis of the Gemara, it was soon that they were Gedolim. Mm. So comes the Gemara to Sforzus, the Ketanim Havu, the Garsi Kameh. No, he was teaching the Ketanim, he was teaching the, we'll say the ones that were uh, not so... Big in Chokmah, the Aishin and Dilma Mimshechem. But they were considered what? That maybe they will get drawn. So you see over an amazing point of the Tosafot. That even the Achemim of the Gemara could have been considered to a certain degree Ketanim. With this we explain Harambam. Harambam is Posek in the Halachot. When he writes this Halacha of learning from a. Um, from a rabbi that's not uh, that's off the path, mm-hmm. he says, "Sharav sheno olech bederek tova, afal bi shachem gadolu vechol aham shlichim lo en mitlamedim mimenu ad shuvol emutav." 
You cannot learn from this rabbi until he makes the shuvah. So comes the shach. He's Hakam the Rambam did not mechalek between Gedolim and Ketanim. He just says, Rabbi, that went off, he can't learn from him. Wait a minute, the Gemara is giving you a look between Gedolim and Ketanim. So the Shach wants to answer that what? He says that if in the time of the Gemara, like Tosafot said, you had certain Achim that was still considered Ketanim, Vimkem Bizmanazeh, in Shum Hiluk. In our time, there's no Hiluk, which means. So but could be Lalaka, we don't go like the Bibir. And therefore the Bibir wants to make a haluk between Gadol and Katan. But the Gemara doesn't take the Bibir. And if he held it for himself, so he's he's off the hook, meaning he has a what to rely on for himself. But that's not the uh, that's not the halakha for everybody else. So that's why the Rambam did not make a uh Hiluk. They said in the West, meaning it's Israel, the Bimeir was eating a date. And he threw the pit away Which means he ate the good He took the good of Ahir And the garbage, the pit, he threw away I went to the garden of nuts. Why is the tamin acham compared to an egos a nut? Even though the outside of the egos is all dirty, right from the mud. But what's inside, the nut itself, remains edible. Which is even though Tamir Acham, he went off, but the Torah that's inside of him, that he had, that Torah does not become ruined. So once found, so he asked Eliyahu and Nabi, what is God doing right now? He's learning Torah, and he's quoting all the Devret Torah of all the rabbis. Nabi so-and-so says this, Nabi so-and-so says this, But he's not quoting Nabi Meir's Devret Torah. Amar le Amai, Zwai, 
Because God doesn't accept such Torah, He learned it from Acher, and Acher became an apostate, and therefore His Torah is not accepted. Rabbi Meir found a pomegranate. And he took the kilipah in the shell, and he threw it out, which is he took the gun and threw out the bed. So now, what's happening? He said, Hashtag Amar Meir Beni Omer. Now, Borei Olam is quoting Rabbi Meir. He sought to quote him. Now, before we see what he quoted from Rabbi Meir, the Hakamin point out over here the Shitamiku Betzet. He says, What happened? Borei Olam didn't learn because he held, you can't learn from the Torah Vahir. Rabab al-Vashila comes along and gives a Sibara and says, No, Rimon Matzah, he's taking the good and leaving the bad. Well, so now what? Borei Olam changed his mind? So the Shitamiku Betzet says, Shegam Kishbashamayim Sobrim Sibara Misuyemet. Which means, once already he heard a sevara, and the rabbis in the generation were saying, it's okay. So what else okay? The rabbis of the generation say it's okay. What Allah says follows the opinion of the rabbis of the generation. So therefore, once already they say, what do you mean? Nimon matzah. Nimon matzah, no problem. They, 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 it's, it's, it's okay. The Shlach Kadosh writes on this uh, Gemara, he says, a beautiful Hadush, what we say in the Tefilot of Shabbat, V'ten chelkenu betoratach. Simply it means, V'ten chelkenu betoratach, give us our chelik in your Torah, which means every neshama has a certain chelik in Torah, so we want to maximize our potential, we want our neshama to be able to access all the Torah that was destined for our neshamot. But he explains, Apiyah Derash, V'ten chelkenu, our chelik in learning, Betoratach should be in your Torah, God. Which is in the Torah that you learn, you should quote our Debre Torah. Beten halkenu betoratach. Just like uh, Elisha, he didn't have the zechut of Boreol, or Nabi Meir. Didn't have the zechut until the uh, Baba Hana came along and uh, defended him. The last question they ask on this point is, we have two Mishalim in, in uh, Rabbi Meir. One Mashal is the date. He ate the outside and threw away the inside. And then you have another mashav, Rimon, where he ate the inside and threw out the outside. So what do you need two mishalim? The mishalim are opposite from each other. One time he ate the inside, one time he threw out the inside. So the Mepharshim explained against the Gaon Maharsha. So it explains like this. When it came to the Midot of Elisha, he went with a zonah, he pulled out a radish from the ground on Shabbat. So those were the outer behavior of Elisha. So the outer behavior, that was compared to the Rimun. So you see, he threw out the shell, which is the outer part. He didn't take his behavior, his midot, which were on the outside. And he took the inside. The inside was his Torah. Oh, but we know that Elisha, like we're going to see, also had some crookedness. Inside, which means in his philosophy, he also had some uh, things that were were off in the inside of his heart. So on that, he says he took the outside, I mean the Torah that he spoke, that came out, 
but the hashkafa that was inside, he threw out, and that's compared to the tamara, that he threw the pit inside and he ate the outside. So therefore, he was sifting between the in and the out, the good and the bad, on uh, both levels. Now what was Bodeh Alam quoting, Rabbi Meir in Shamayim? There's Meir Beni Omer, you see over here, amazing. Not only when a person makes Teshuvah, so to speak, and now regains the uh, praise of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he becomes higher than everybody else. Because you see how HaKadosh Baruch Hu refers to the Bimi'ir now, Mi'ir Beni. Until now, every rabbi was quoted by God, Rabbi says this, Rabbi says that. But once already, God now accepts the Bimi'ir, so it's like he made Teshuvah. It's like his, his way became accepted, now God elevates him to a higher level, now everybody is referred to Mi'ir Beni. Bizman Shadam Mitzta'ir, when a person is mitzta'ir, meaning he makes, let's say, sins. Hasbe shalom. Right? So what happens? And now he has tsar uh, from his avorot. Shekhinah malashon omeret. So what does Shekhinah say? Kalani miroshi, kalani mizro'i. Which means, I am weak, God says, from my... I'm weak from my head. I'm weak from my arm. And we'll see what that means. So God, so to speak, feels weak when Am Yisrael is sinning. If Borei Olam feels bad, that when the Rishayim get punished for their sins, that already God says, my head hurts, my, my arm hurts, or the more so on the innocent blood of the tzaddikim that spilled, that they don't have averot, or the more so how much God must empathize and feel the pain. That's she. Kalani miroshi, Rabbi Meir, I'm Rabbi Masikha Sanedrin, the Midrash, it says the Pasuk, ki kedelat Elohim talui. Kedelat is milashon kalal. Kal let. Kal let. Which means any kal, I am not light. Kalani Mizrahi, my arm is not light, meaning it's heavy on me. My head is not light on me, meaning it's heavy on me. Kililat, kal lit, it is not light. Vilishnem me'alya kina davakrapemala, kalani mizrahi, kabed ani mizrahi, meaning my arm is heavy on me. Shiatsartize, that I had to create such a person, shemet ba'avono. So the Mephatim explained, what does God, what does the Gemara say that God's head and arm are heavy? says that Baruch Hu tefillin. And what does it say in the Tefillin of Akadosh Baruch Hu? It praises Yisrael, who's like the Jewish people, and so on and so forth, all the different Pesukim. And through the Tefillin of Akadosh Baruch Hu, that brings an, a closeness to Akadosh Baruch Hu to Am Yisrael. That we, we, we become attached to Kla Yisrael. When a person makes a sin, he breaks the. Devekut between him and Akadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore Borei Olam says Kalani Mizri Kalani Miroshi, which means the closeness that the Tefillin Shel Yad Tefillin Shelos bring me to Klai Seder becoming becomes heavy on me because now uh, I cannot uh, get close to these people because of their sins. So Borei Olam commiserates for these people that lost the connection. Kavahomer, the Tzadikim that are suffering for uh, innocence. So Kavahomer. Shemuel Rav Yehuda. Shemuel found He was standing at the bolt of the door By the lock over there, by the door He was crying So Shemuel tells Rabbi Yehuda Young, sharp one 
מייקה בכית, הוא נימוני קוויינפו. אמר לה, מי זוטרה מי דכתיב בהו ברבנן? Is it a small thing what's written about the תלמידי החיימים? What does it say? איה סופר, איה שוקל, איה סופר את המגדלים. So they explain exactly, where is the sofer that counts the Migdalim, the towers? Again, but I will explain what this pasuk means. Ayeh sofer, who were these great rabbis? They would call them sofrim, shayu sofrim kolotiyot sheba Torah. They would count every letter in the Torah. Which means every letter they were able to give the rashot on, they counted each letter, they understood each letter. Ayeh shokel, shayu shoklim kalim v'hamunim sheba Torah. They were able to make the kalvahomers. The person was able to make a kavahomer, they were able to understand the depth of each kavahomer of the Torah. That's shuklin, they're weighing it. Weighing is kavahomer. Right? This is light, this is heavy. Ayesoferet amigdalim. Where the rabbis used to count the towers. Shayushonin gimul meot alechot b'migdal aporeyah b'avir. They used to be able to give 300 alechot on the floating tower. In the air. Now, what is this floating tower? So, there's different interpretations. That she says, Yesh mefarshim, shedorshim govosh shelamid. The lamid is made up of two letters, a chaf and a vav. So, the vav is on top of the lamid, on the base of the chaf, leaning to the, I guess, to the left. So, therefore, it's like a tower that's suspended in air. They gave 300 interpretations, these hachemim that we're going to mention, on what's the pshat on the top of the lamid that's floating in the air. And some say, Migdal Dora Palaga. That's referring to the tower that the Dora Palaga built to fight. They gave 300 interpretations. That's referring to the laws of Tumah V'tara, a Migdal, they used to put a person in a Migdal, in like a cabinet, and carry him over, let's say, where there's Tumah, so does the cabinet interfere from the Tumah or not? So it's Migdal, a Poreh they gave 300 interpretations to these difficult laws in Masechet Aholot. Tlat they had 300 questions, queries on this subject of Migdal HaPoreh HaBavir. Utnan, Shlosha Melachim, Varbaay Jyotot, En Laim Chilek La'olam Abba. But there's four men that have lost their Chilek La'olam Abba. And one of, two of them are Doeg and Achitofel. So what do you see over here? Anan, Mateve, Alan. So he said, what's going to be with us? Which means if these great Sadiqim that had so much Torah, had so much wisdom, they had 300 questions, Doeg and Achitofe, Doeg is the one that spoke Lashonara on Nof Irakoanim in front of the, uh, Shaul, and caused Shaul against David Amelech, supposed to get David Amelech, Lashonara, and Shaul caused, went and killed Nof Irakoanim, and Achitofe is the one that uh, sided with Absalom against uh, David, and therefore these two of them, Lost the Hanik now on my body with a shine, but with all the Torah that they had. So that was crying. If these people had so much Torah and they still got uh, ousted from Olamaba, Anan Mateve Alan. I to be with that is Anan Mateve Alan, Amale Shinana. So he tells him, young scholar, young sharp one, that Shemuel telling him Shinana. Bahur Harif. Ah, or Harif, yes, 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 yes
Okay, call them that because he says his teeth were uh, buck teeth coming out. Tinai tabelibam, tinai tabelibam, which means they had claims already, huh? Impure thoughts in their hearts from the beginning, which you don't think that they were good from the beginning. These guys, I don't feel no egg, and uh, they just uh, went over. They lost their halakha rabba, even from the. Inception, already there was corruption in their hearts from the beginning. That's why they lost the Allah Abba. So they give us Akhir Mai. What was the. You said Akhir went off the path then. What all is Torah? That means your tummy must be in the beginning. He must have had some impurity in his heart. So says, he was singing the Greek songs. So that she says, what is this Greek songs? That she learns, wasn't the pshat anything wrong with Greek songs per se, but songs in general. Because after the Khurban Bet there's no music. So you see already he was uh, light in his uh, practice. He would listen to music after the Khurban. Even when he was young. So already you see, he was uh, already impure from the beginning. Other mefashin, Bahar Sha'esu Nashi. says, what does it mean, Zemir Yevani? You just say Zemir. What do you have to say Yevani? If going to Nashi, it's the nyan of, uh, of, of music. So Bahar says that Zemir Yevani was philosophical songs. In the songs, there was already uh, Kashkafa. So he was the culture. So he was singing Greek music, which had the Hashkafot of the Greeks in it. So that already tainted him from the beginning. The Gemara says, When he would come out of the Bet Midrash from his knapsack, a lot of heretical books fell out of his knapsack, which means even when he was young, he used to read books that he wasn't supposed to read, so there was a lot of uh, he had already impurity in his heart from the beginning, and therefore it only came out later on, and that's exactly what the Gemara saying over there, Ta'akhir was all from the beginning. Now with this, we can explain the Tosafot on the Amud Rishon. Tibura mafil shubu banim shobabim. Birushalmi mefaresh lama irano kach. Birushalmi gives different interpretations why this happened to Elisha. Ika tafe mikraot shedoresh vaya some explain there were many pesukim that he was Doresh in a faulty manner, and that caused him to go off, the way he misinterpreted Pesukim. And he also killed different young people that were studying the Torah. Any student that he would see learning, he would kill him. He went into the place where the Achamim were. Which means he went into the yeshiva. And he saw the yeshiva boys learning. So he would tell them, what are, what are these guys learning for? They should become carpenters. They should become uh, businessmen. And therefore, they, become, they should take up a trade. Or they're wasting their time learning. So uh, when he would come in the Midrash and intimidate them, they would all leave the Bet Midrash. So therefore he was uh, involved in dissuading people from uh, learning. It says, When they heard him, they would get up and leave. They come out of the Bimi'i and 
את כל השם לאיוב למשנה, אמר לו שכפל לו ממונו, והוא השיב שלו בקריבת הנישלה בזכות מצוות ומעשים טובים בעיניו מראשיתו, ומאי תראה טוב אחרית דבר מראשיתו. זה פסוק מצז. טוב אחרית דבר, the end is good, מראשיתו from the beginning. The end is better than the beginning, it's a pasuk like that. Vedarish to Rabbi Meir, so Rabbi Meir is Doresh, what does this pasuk mean? Tov acharit davar mereshito, le'adam she'olid banim b'yalduto, person that they had children when he was young, u'metu, and then they died by Benar, u'beziknuto, olid v'netkayimu, and he had children when he was older, and they, they, st- they existed. So therefore, tov acharit davar, sometimes the end is better than the beginning. In a case where a person, let's say, his ch- younger children died when he was, had him when he was young, and the older children that he had later on, they uh, sustained. Amar lo, so Rabbi, when Ahir heard this, he says, no, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Chalokach Darash. He didn't explain the pasuk like that. Ela tov acharit davar shu tov mereshito. Which means the end is good when the beginning is good. Which means tov acharit davar when it's tov merishito from the beginning, and then Elisha ben Abuya gave an example of his own life. Ubi hava ma'ase. He says, and with me, I'm a living example of this derasha. Abuya abi hava migdole Yerushalayim. He says, my father Abuya was one of the hashuv people of Yerushalayim. Ubi yom sheba lemahudi on the day of my brit milah. He called all the Hashuvim, the Hakim of Yerushalayim, Voshivan Bebayit Achat. And he put them in a room before the Milah. Well, the Biliahezil, Rabbi Yoshua, Bimkomahir, and the two rabbis, Rabbi Yoshua, they were in a separate room. They didn't want to socialize with all the people. They're not going to waste their time until the Brit Milah. So they put them in a separate room. They're going to learn. Man da'akhlin v'shatin, they're eating and drinking shari'in mitapayin mrakidim, they're having a party over there. Am le'ad de'elin askin b'didu, they're involved in their things. Na'asog b'didan, we'll involve ourselves in our things. Yashvu v'netasku b'dvei Torah. Yerda esh min ashamayim, a fire came down from the heaven, v'chifan otam, and it started to surround them. Amar lo avuya. So Abuya, Abba, my father said, Gabrin, ma batim nesrof b'ti? What, you came to burn my house? Says we were so happy with the limud that it was like Torah Messinai. Wasn't the Torah given with fire? So this fire is the fire of Har Sinai. It's, it's a pleasant fire. This is, I see the power of Torah. If the son will live, I am now making a nether, I am going to uh, separate him and designate him for the study of Torah. But why did he designate me for Torah? For the fire of it, for the perks. That's why the Torah did not stay in Elisha, which is, he's saying, Ami happened. The end is good. When the beginning is good. And since my beginning was not good, my father designated me to go to the yeshiva, not Lashem Shamayim. He did it because he saw the magic and the fire. So you see, already that already, my father's kavanah at the inception was faulty, and therefore it affected Elisha later on. When it says, in the Gemara, it means, as he was walking by the 
Area of the Kodesh Kodashim. Od itatam, Shayar Rochev beyom Kippurim Shahadot be Shabbat. He was riding on Kippur of Shabbat. Beshama, Umayt Yahud, the Perikamat Kedushit Shira'ah, Echad Shinata Labanim. Says he saw a person fulfilling the Mizraf Shiloh Hakan. But he climbed up to go shoot the mother bird away. Vishilah Ataim. Vichi Aite Nafal Umit. And then the guy coming down from the tree died. Torah says, Ari Chuchamim in this. So it says, "Velo ayad doresh kedem Yaakov kedem ayti atam." And you know that the Rashi Yaakov that it means Arichut Shemim and all that. So it also caused them to go off the path. Ve'od ita shira'al lashon Rabbi Yehuda Nachtom natun b'fi kelev. Rabbi Yehuda Nachtom was one of the great rabbis of the generation, but he was brutally murdered by the Romans, and they took his tongue. And his tongue that used to speak the Vrei Torah now was being dragged in the street by the dogs. So Ahir saw this. She passed by a place of Avodah Zarah, Beriha Meoto Amin. It was certain food they were cooking for the Avodah Zarah, and she smelt the food, Be'akhla, and she ate from it, because she had an urge. Be'ya Oto Amin Mizda'asaya Be'gufa Ke'akhna. And the food went into Mifapaya, it went into her system, into Elisha, like the poison of a snake. So that was also a contributing factor. Ubisof, Hala, so then at the end of his life he became sick. Hala, he became sick. Your, your rabbi is uh, bad. So he went to visit him. So he told him, Rabbi, make the Shubah. If I make the Shubah, they can accept me. Which means you can make the Shubah until the last second. Until the, the last moment. Seems to me that he died in Teshubah. When they were burying him, says the fire came down and burnt the kever. So Rabbi Meir took his uh, gilimah and he covered the kever of Ahir. And he said, Which means, if God's going to redeem you, Rabbi said, fine. If not, I will make sure that you are going to be redeemed. I can give it to Rashan the Pasuk in Rud. Safot concludes what they told him Matsilim Matiki Masefer, Matsilim Elisha Bishu Torato. Just like when he saved the Sefer he saved the the Tik of the Sefer with it. So in the Zahut of the Torah Elisha, they saved him as well. Comes the Gabbana and concludes. Go back to Ramud Bet. Sha'al Nimusa Gardi et Rabbi Meir. Nimusa Gardi est Rabbi Meir. Kol Amar Denahit Liyoresalik. So he told them all the wool that goes into the dye, into the part of the dye, Salik, doesn't it get absorbed, doesn't it absorb the, the dye? 
If it's clean, off the mother's back, if the wool is clean, white, then it'll absorb the dye. But if it's not clean, it'll not absorb. What are we talking about? Let's read Rashi. When you give the wool to the dyer to, to color it, what was the question? Does the dye absorb or not? Does the Torah protect them? Which means, is the Torah going to save them? All the students are going to study by the rabbis. Is the Torah going to protect them? So he says, If the Giza, if the shearings are not dirty, If the if the fear of sin precedes his Chochmah, I don't know how smart the rabbi is. The Yiratchet has to precede it, Kod Shiratchet Kodem Lokmato Olelo. Then the Torah will protect him. Kach Nere Be'inai Verabotam Mefarshim. My rabbis explain a little differently. So he's trying to say that, yeah, if it's clean, then the dye will uh, be absorbed. I mean, if the Tamir Akam has Yirat Shamaim, Yiratchet before his learning, that's that's Rishit Ochmai Yirat Hashem, then already the Torah will protect them. Kod the student. So he said, those people that go to Gehinnam, do they come out? Anybody that goes into the dye, right? Do they, do they come out, Sadiq? So he says, Which is to be at Zikuyot from when he was young, which means he was clean, he had a certain uh, time of uh, cleanliness, and he had Zikuyot, then it's possible he can come out of Kiram, like we saw in the case of Elisha ben Abuya. Tosafot, Kilomar, Mishirato, Kodemut, Hokmato, Hokmato, Mitkayemit. Why didn't the Torah protect them? Wow. They did not have Yirat Shamayim. And therefore they were just using Torah as a tool. You know, as a tool. And therefore they will not come out. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen.